Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back to another episode uh, here on Locked On Podcast. Everything Bulldogs, the hate is directed at Florida. There's a directional arrow pointed Mm -hmm. towards Florida. From us to you. Correct. Yes. Yes, Yes, because Florida is the worst. Abject, awful, horrid, worst people ever. That is Um, is accurate. That is accurate. A few things you should know right off the bat about us. We are not uh, any sort of guru of any kind, really, recruiting or otherwise, Daniel. I mean, I'm a... I'm a, can I, is there a cheese dip guru? Like, can I, I am, I, I don't say I can a, we're not a guru of any kind. I can guarantee when you're going to talk about queso, there's this look that, that little glint in your eye when, when queso is spoken about. It's coming. If we could, I, if we could hurry up and just hang up this, this phone call, I'm going to go get some. <laughs> just, just a second. If we could get this nonsense out of the way first, um. Uh, uh, we are not gurus of any kind of recruiting or insider, Daniel. That's not what this podcast is about. Uh, what are we about no. at this podcast, Daniel? We're about hating Florida, not That's hating it. not hating Georgia, just no, to be clear again. again. We are Georgia. It is hate week directed towards uh, Florida. We are Georgia fans. You are Georgia fans. And so we just figured we should start a podcast so we could talk about stuff. Um, and so that's what we did. Um, uh, being as how you guys are such big Georgia fans, we would love for you to join in on the conversation. Many of you do. Many of you have. Um, uh, we enjoy uh, all the emails and um, uh, mentions that you uh, messages you send us on Twitter. You can always email us at lockedonbulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at dogs podcast. Um, you can subscribe to the show. You can uh, leave us a rating. You can leave us a review. You can follow us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Or, uh, yeah, just click that little button. Um, if your podcast service gives gives a number of stars, you can just yep. give us the maximum number of those stars. Um, Go to the top. Uh, those things help us out a tremendous amount. You can also just tell somebody about the podcast. You can tweet about us um you can write a facebook post about us you can um you can you can learn braille and then you can like make a braille flyer for all of um just seeing impaired uh people in the community that may be out there maybe want to listen to a a great georgia podcast um these are all things that you could do to help out the show we're here every day monday through friday today is wednesday clint what does that mean Oh, gosh. Wednesday is such a good day on this podcast. If you haven't been with us the previous weeks, here's what Wednesday is all about. Wednesday is all about reading stupid things that other people say and then holding them accountable for the stupid things that they do. We're really just policing media on Wednesday, Daniel, is what we're trying to do. We're trying to showcase stupidity. We are the Paul Blart of of the internet, is what you're trying to say. I I don't want to be Paul Blart of anything. Can we not with that? Is there a way to get out of that? We just ride around on a Segway on the internet. We find people who say dumb stuff, and we talk about it on the show. But before we do that, um, well, that's just kind of sandwiched in the middle. The first and the last things we do on Wednesdays are not not dumb people talking. No, no, it's it's glorious people. 
It's actually glorious, people. Um, yeah. uh, we're going to end the show today with one of our favorite segments of the week, the mailbag. we got several mailbag questions. I don't know if we'll get to all of them today, but we're going to try to go through as fast as we can, maybe get to several of them. Um, uh, so we got some mailbag questions coming up at the end. But at the beginning, Clint, where are we going to start? Same place we always start, start on Wednesday. Same place we always start. Kirby, he says things we listen. We want to talk about the things that Kirby says uh, at his presser. Uh, Daniel, there were a couple of questions. I don't know why. Do you, like, is is hate week, is, is Florida hate week so boring to people that they must find other questions to come up with? Like, I don't understand how this is I, a thing, Daniel. I assume from listening, and I mean no disrespect by this. But I assume from listening to these press conferences, by the way, anytime someone says they mean no disrespect by this, you they know what's mean coming. disrespect. Yeah, they, it's, it's good. I real. assume it's a very difficult job to be a writer for a sure. co- collegiate sports team. Because a lot of these guys in here asking questions, they, they seem like they are just trying to fill 1,500 words. You know what I'm saying? Like they are just... Like every sentence they type, they go to the word count on 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 their uh, word processing software, and they're just checking that thing. It's like eight more words than it was the last time, and they are just Correct. sweating every and yeah single one of them. Um, so call- Kirby was asked a couple of those stupid fluff filler. Uh, hey Kirby, did you ever grow up being a Florida fan? Growing up, you ever you ever root for the old Gators over there over there? Do a gator chomp with your arms. You ever extend those things out and start clapping them downward together? That was asked of Kirby. And what, what was what was his response? It was so you great. Could, you could hear his eye roll on the audio. Like you could hear yeah. it just um he responded politely, I thought. Just, it was the most respectful thing I've ever seen him do to somebody else to not stand up and snatch his tongue from his inside his throat. He simply said no. Uh, and then they moved nope. on with the conversation. Kirby, obviously, from Bainbridge. Um, Bainbridge might be in South Georgia, but come on. There can't be that many Florida fans in Bainbridge. Like, that's not... I can't be... I can't be all that Florida country. I know it's close geographically to Gainesville, but sure. come on now. No. Um, my favorite question was the question <laughs> that he was asked on Tuesday's media availability when they said, they said, well, Kirby, you may not have grown up being a Florida fan, but let me ask you, what's your relationship like with Dan Mullen? Because we this know. This answer, by the way, is the best answer you I've guys, ever heard. You guys, had some ho- you guys have houses on the lake up there in, uh, in Oconee County. You guys have houses uh near each other you guys probably you play in some golf tournaments you know and same you know you're obviously seeing each other around from your time in the sec west um what's it you are you close with with dan are you are you close with him yeah and kirby said well when we go to sec meetings we sit next to each other and then he paused, and then he said, you know, because Florida starts with an F, and Georgia starts with a G, and we have to sit in alphabetical order based on our schools. So that's about as close as we are, I guess, is what you could say. 
Like Kirby Smart said, my relationship to Dan Mullen is as forced upon me as it is upon you by the powers that be long ago who set up the alphabet in the order that it's in. That this is the only relationship I have to the clown is I'm forced to sit next to him by something I have no control over. Uh, you remember that scene in the office when uh, Phyllis is talking about Stanley and she says, Stanley and I are close. And Stanley just mutters under his breath, we sit close. Uh, that's what that's yes. what that was. That's what. Yes. Um, Dan Mullen is the Phyllis in this situation. <laughs> uh, and there's not that's not a terrible comparison. If you it's, it's just it's actually dead on. If you were to we should do a whole segment in the off season. Just mark this down. What office character it are famous people in college football? That's that's coming back. But Dan Mullen as Phyllis Kirby Smart as Stanley. Um, he said just in no uncertain terms. Didn't say one positive thing about Dan Mullen, like in that, he, like as a human being. Again, he just said he he. I don't think he even referenced him as being alive. Really, it was just more of a concept of a thing. Sure. That he was aware of in this world. Not like, necessarily related to Kirby's presser. Um, he did talk about injury updates. Um, Tyson Campbell out there practicing. You are confident he's going to play. I I'm am confident. not even confident he has all of his digits on yeah. like his feet. Like it's I I believe he's lost a toe. He, like yeah. it's at this point. Well, uh, Kirby sprouted Kirby, in its place. <laughs> Kirby also mentioned that Lawrence Cager out there practicing. Did not oh. did not say that did not as you would expect. Did not say that that means that we're definitely going to see those guys in the game. He said it means no. they're cleared to play doesn't mean that they're fit to play essentially. But Lawrence Cager did send out a tweet that opened my eyes, I'll say, Clint, based uh, on the number of yep. reactions to this tweet, I'd say it opened several people's eyes. Um, old school Undertaker reference from the old WWE um is Lawrence Cager about to rise up out of a coffin and just choke slam Florida? Is that what's going to happen? Lawrence Cager, Lawrence Cager just willed AC joints and ligaments to heal I, by, I by he, power I, of thought. I believe he fused a rib together simply by yes. staring into a candle and <laughs> considering it for 20 minutes. Just... If you guys are fully aware, Brown Fox Collective has healing properties in its candles. That this episode brought to you by Brown Fox Collective candles. Um, (laughs) If you want, if you've got some sore ribs, this I'm not. We'll hear you right up. Um, How big of a deal is if Lawrence Cager plays in this game, Clint? It cannot, it cannot be understated how big of a deal. If Lawrence Cager plays, there's there's no hyperbole that you can give me that I would disagree with if he plays this game. That is accurate. If Lawrence Cager plays this game, I'm a full go. Like I am, I'm all in. Uh, he is the fifty fifty ball, and we know how Jake Fromm loves to throw that back shoulder jump ball. Uh, that's Lawrence Cager. It'd be a big deal. If he plays, that is uh, the end of our first segment. We're going to jump into uh, some dumb stuff that we heard. Uh, but before we do that, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. 
I know I'm making it seem easy right now, but that's just because I can make, make anything good. Yeah. I make anything seem easy. Yeah. Usually we don't talk about it. We just brush it off. We make up a lame excuse. We avoid it altogether. But with Roman, now it is easy. You can talk to a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. And I find real medication to be preferable to fake medication 10 times out of 10. It's simple. It's safe. It's totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. All the comfort, and all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Uh, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping, and the whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash locked for, for, and complete a free online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That is getroman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. Once again, getroman.com. Slash locked. Daniel, on Wednesdays, we like going and searching the internet. And sometimes it's actually a hard concept to really get through because filtering through all the nonsense out there and knowing it's a lot. which platforms to go to, it's a lot. And then other times, Daniel, what happens to us? Sometimes life just says, you know what, Daniel and Clint? Here you go. Here's this. Why don't you? Why don't you not even have to think about it this week? Why don't you just take this gift that I've wrapped up for you, and I'm just, and I'm just gonna leave it in a convenient spot so that you can open it right here on Wednesday, right in the middle of the podcast. Listen, we don't need to go to dumb stuff we read on the internet. Let's just go. Can we just take a moment and talk about dumb stuff that the Florida Gators have said? And I'm not talking about the Florida Gators team or fans, no. Clint. Florida no. Gators fans, we could sit here for weeks and recount this dumb stuff we've heard Florida Gator fans say. I'm talking about the team. Dumb stuff. Can you think of anything, and we'll get to the present shortly, but can you think of anything from the past that you've heard from the Florida Gators that you would classify as dumb, Clint? You know, there was this gentleman who was apparently, I was told long ago, could have been a fantastic draft pick in the NFL coming out of Florida. Um, DB, highly rated, huge recruit, Mr. Chauncey Gardner. I don't know hmm. if that name rings a bell. Daniel, does that name ring a bell? Uh, he got his bell rung, if I recall. <laughs> so <laughs> didn't, his, didn't he? His face sure rings a bell. Um, yeah, what did Chauncey have to say before – before the contest, uh, I believe it was two years ago. I, w- I want to get the I want to get the translation of this correct. It w- it was, please run and throw all over me. I can't stop you. Is is what mm. it translated? That How was it the sounded? Translation. To, that was the translation. How it sounded to all of us was, uh, Jake Fromm really can. It looks good when you only throw the slant because anyone can throw a slant. Mm-hmm. And then they played the game, Clint, and um, I'll give him credit for this. He wasn't wrong. Jake Fromm did throw a slant, yep. and and DeAndre Swift did catch the slant, and then what happened? Yep. And then and then then you see what ha- what ha- happened. See what what, what was happened? happening was John C. Gardner uh, got got destroyed. 
No, he got just, a new ta- he got a new tattoo in the shape of DeAndre Swift's body, um, full body tattoo, and yep. um, after he was helped off the field, we continued to beat them by three scores. That's what that's what happened yep. in the game. But then uh, the next year that we played, we also beat them by three scores. So, yep, cool, yep, yep. Um, not not limited to the players though, Clint. No, um, also because w- when you have the clown amongst all clowns leading you, it comes from somewhere. He's going. He's listen. These players are like. Have you? Could you imagine under Kirby Smart, one of our players coming out and saying some nonsense like this, Clint? But when you got Dan Mullen, it only makes sense that this is how people are going to talk. Dan Mullen, you remember the you remember the Justin Fields recruiting comment? The I think we'd done a poor job recruiting if we had people transferring out of the program. Just a quick quick update, Clint. Uh, help help out the people. How many players Florida got in the portal? And that's just we're talking about this year's players. How many players Florida got in the portal? Uh, they have 11 players that are in the portal portal this year alone, Daniel. That seems like a lot. That is a lot. Um, do you remember that? There, there was this press conference where uh, Dan Mullen was being asked why all of the uh, student athletes and coaches on his staff uh, were interested in um, assaulting women. Do you remember that press conference? <laughs> I do remember that press conference. Yep. Um, I'm just, I'm just gonna read, and you just see if you can tell me what this means, Clint. Okay, I'm going to read. This is a direct quote. I, are you asking me to trans? Are you asking me to get in the head of these people? No, I'm asking you simply. Can you make any sense of the words that are being said here? Okay. You ready? Quote. The hardest situation a coach is going to get into in dealing with anything in a lot of today's world that could get into a sexual assault is when you get into it's a he said, she said situation, and there's two different stories, I guess, that are being reported. And my job as a head coach is not to go in and investigate all that. I hear here's one report and here's the other report and they don't match up. And it's not my job to really make that decision on how the campus works and how that works. End quote. Clint, what? What? What does that mean? Here's what that means. Okay, please. I can't do anything right. I can't do the job that I'm hired to do. I can't even do a job as a human. You can't fault me for being a deplorable person because really at the end of the day, we don't know all the information. So I'm let off the hook with everything I do. Please don't blame me and sue me. Cool. Yeah. It's not like as a, again, as a human person, you have a responsibility to other human persons much less ones that are directly under your supervision. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, that brings us to this year's team, Clint. And did they learn? Did Florida learn their lesson? Let me just ask you this. Did the Florida defensive backfield learn their lesson? We got 
Chauncey Gardner mouthing off two years ago, you would think there would have been a memo posted somewhere in the locker room that said, hey, if you're a Florida DB, maybe keep your mouth shut so that you don't have to wear someone as a, as a hat when they run you over. Um, and then enters this, this, there's this thing called a Sean Davis. And I never heard of it before, um, before this week, but I was made aware of its existence. And this Sean Davis uh, had some interesting comments about, uh, about one of our favorite Georgia players, Clint, did he not? You know, if you're going to pick a fight with somebody, Daniel, like who would you want to pick a fight with? Who, who, who would you want to pick a fight with? I, I would go down the list and I, I don't know. Me. I'd pick me. Camarda like, sounds like a good yeah. good start if I had to pick somebody on Georgia sideline. Mm. Like Right. Okay. But if if I'm gonna pick a fight, I don't want to start with the best running back in all the nation, let alone the 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 team you're playing's best player. I would mm-hmm. try to pick somebody else. But good old Sean Davis. I'm gonna try to, I, you know what? I can't even bro dude the quote, the Florida bro no. dude. I'm just not. No. I'm not gonna do it. So Don't I'm gonna say the quote. Here's what it says: uh, When asked about DeAndre Swift's ability, Sean mm-hmm. Davis says, "Well, he's a normal running back to me. He quick. You just have to play him like average. You know what I'm saying?" End quote. I know what you're saying, Sean. Um, quick follow-up question: Are you high? Like, what is what's happening in your brain? In your brainstem, Clint? Is it hard to say he's a really talented back? We're gonna have a work cut out for us. End of. That, it's not because that's what that's all really the Georgia good. players say when they get asked questions like that. Every single time about every single player against every single coach against every single team, the answer is. Good team, got to prepare and play hard. Really got our work cut out for us this week. Tough to tackle, tough to bring down. Um, notice that DeAndre Swift liked the post that uh, that it was mentioned. In. He saw he saw that. He, oh, yes, yes, he did. We Clint. we saw it. He saw it. You know, what? we saw I saw him seeing it, Daniel. I saw, and we're all gonna see what happens next. Yes. Because uh, what happens next on Saturday is that DeAndre Swift is going to Hulk somebody. Mm-hmm. He is going to absolutely Hulk smash somebody, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. All right. That's enough dumb stuff. Next is the mailbag. We open it up. We're getting to your questions. We're going to rapid fire as many of them as we can. All right, Daniel. So, first mailbag one time. comes mailbag time. Uh, thank you, all of you who sent these in. Very, very glad you have done so. Uh, this one comes from Ryan. Ryan asked via, this. Via the Twitter machine. Thanks, Ryan. We love we love that them their Twitter machine. Uh, his question is, will James Cook finally have a ball thrown to him after mainly being used as a motion decoy? He has mm. 11 rushes and 13 catches while lining up for 80% of the snaps and being open... No, this is not scientific, but being open, 79.9% of those snaps. I don't Ryan know. It sounds pretty, that sounds pretty scientific to me. It sounds like Ryan, <laughs> that Ryan just went maybe, back, did some deep dive on some fill, got the old clicker out. <laughs> he, 
He said he's in there eighty percent of the snaps. He's wide open seventy nine point nine percent of them. Uh, a lot of frustration brewing around James Cook and his usage. Clint, uh, what say you to this? Is are we going to see James Cook get the ball thrown to him more this week? Yes, we are, but with a caveat. Okay, here's here's okay. my caveat. It is evident to me that Kirby Kirby made a statement in uh, earlier in the season about last year that they had a whole package waiting for James Cook. Do you remember him saying this? They they had everything implemented waiting for James Cook, and they could never do it. Yeah, because he couldn't right? learn the playbook. Because he couldn't learn the playbook. Now it's evident to me something's something's fishy well something is still there about that james still for whatever reason does not have it locked down and it's disheartening to me it's clear as Hmm. day you think this Um, is a james cook problem not a james coley problem is that what you're saying i said i said caveat i did not there's no blame look daniel i'm not here to lay blame okay okay caveat i think part of this is that james cook does in fact have issue with assignments, right? Hmm. And and learn the plays and get in position. However, he he gonna get the ball, Daniel. I'm well on record. He gonna get the ball. We're gonna see something different happening. I referenced a couple of games ago the quick RPO type play of Jake Fromm and the usage of James Cook coming out of the flat on a little motion play where he comes in, he circles back around, goes back out to the outside, uh, and him and Jake Fromm play a little little loop-de-loop out there. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. things like that are going to continue to happen. And Secret this playbook? Week they're gonna, I, I Secret did not playbook? Look, look. Secret I'm not, playbook. I'm not, I'm not even I'm not even digging. You got some people anymore. coming to your defense on Twitter, by the way, about the Secret Playbook. Did you see that? I did. Oh, I did. I don't know what. I, there's not enough tinfoil in the world for all y'all. When you see well, your playbooks. I've, I've uh, listen, James Cook, before this. James Cook has a reception in every game this season except the Notre Dame game. Uh, he has at least two receptions in every game this season except the Notre Dame game. Here's where it gets troubling. There's, okay. there's only one game this season where James Cook has more than two receptions. He has three against South Carolina. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, James Cook has 87 receiving yards on 13 catches this year. That's uh, not good average, Daniel. What does that work out to? 6.7. Oh. 6.7 yards a catch. But what if I told you that against Murray State and Arkansas State, he got 44 of those 87 yards in those oh. two games? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, he's averaging 6.5 yards a catch against Vandy, 6 yards a catch against Tennessee, 5 yards a catch against South Carolina, and 1.5 yards per reception against Kentucky. Uh, And again, no catches against Notre Dame. Now, the rushing is even worse. He has 109 rushing yards on the year on 11 carries. That's 9.9 yards per carry. (laughs) Okay. Of those 111 rush, 109 rushing yards, 81 of them came against Arkansas State or Murray State. Clint, mm. uh, against SEC competition, James Cook is not 
a factor. No, he's not. Not a factor. So if he's a factor at all in this game, it will be a market improvement. I predict he will have only only one or two catches, but I predict he'll have 20 yards receiving in this game, Hmm. which will be a step in the right direction. All right, next question. Um, uh, Next question comes to us from uh, our good buddy Austin, and I love this question. Austin Austin, uh, says he wants us to rank these three things from the thing that will happen the most on Saturday to the thing that will happen the least on Saturday. Okay. Thing number one, sacks suffered by Kyle Trask. Mm. Thing number two, Georgia rushing touchdowns. Thing number three, Georgia passes... I assume he means completed passes over 25 yards. <laughs> well, not not just attempted. Not just we're bombs. hucking the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I assume he means completions over 25 yards. Clint, what say you? Give me the order of those three, and I need a number associated with each one of them. Sacks on Trask is number one. Wow, most? With four. Yeah. With four. Okay. Four. Okay. I'm very, very bullish on the defense. Very curious to see where this is going next. But yes, four sacks in this game would be excellent. I'd be thrilled with that. Uh, next would be rushing touchdowns with three. Yikes. Okay. Next, passes over 25 yards. With two. Wow. Passing game still not explosive at all, you say? Um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening that way. I think the explosive plays. Now, hold on. Maybe I misunderstood. These are, these are passes traveling over 25 yards completion. I mean, I think completions that, no, I think it's 25-yard completions. Okay. I don't think it's ball okay. in the air traveling 25 yards. So I think a catch <clears throat> and run would count. Would count for this. Mm. Mm. That, then that gets a little harder. Then that and our, our rushing touchdowns gets a little harder for me to distinguish. If the ball's I'm not going, having to travel 25 yards in the air. I'm going UJ passes over 25 yards number one oh, oh. with five <laughs> i'm going uga rushing touchdowns and sacks on kyle trask tied for number two with three okay apiece. okay that's my that's my official so uh, so just order. to understand what you just said you anticipate our offense being something totally different than what it has been in previous weeks. Not totally different, but I do anticipate the run softening up. And I expect, again, if Lawrence Cager is back, um, I expect I expect somebody to bust one um, on, a, on a pass play at least once. I expect we take at least one legitimate deep shot. And then Lawrence Cage is going to catch a couple of 20-yard stop routes 
the way he all you know the way he uh, has in every game this season so far. Correct. Uh, so those twenty yard back shoulders, those are not hard you know to come by for him. No. So uh, yeah, I do expect, okay. but I still expect the rushing game to lead the way. Yes. But I I expect more explosive offensive pass plays. Yes. All right. Last question from our buddy Colin, um, longtime listener to the show. What's up, Colin? Scale scale of one to ten. Clint, how nervous are you in this game specifically? Okay. About conservative Kirby rearing his ugly head. Now, do we mean that so so the punting on fourth and one instead of going for it on fourth down midfield, that would be conservative Kirby? I think there's a lot of conservative Kirby. I think running a draw on third and twelve is conservative yes. Kirby. I think is kicking uh, the field goal Kicking a 45-yard field goal, conservative Kirby, instead of going for it on fourth. I mean, I think you use your own judgment. Okay. But there have been those moments where you and I have been very frustrated. Yes. That, I think that's that's the heart of this question. Scale of 1 to 10, how frustrated do you imagine you're going to get with conservative Kirby on Saturday? Hmm. I'm not I'm not overly nervous about it, but there'll be a time or two that I get angry in the moment, only to be corrected later by it being wise choice. There will be anxiety. I don't think it's gonna be a I don't think it's gonna be necessarily conservative Kirby though, anxiety. Well, there's, um, there's but, already anxiety. But there'll be some well that's that's true. There'll be some three and outs in there that I hate the play calling and and like I start to just pace around the room. And so, yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a two or a three. Um I'm more my number one anxiety going into this game is is the offensive play calling though. And not necessarily the decision making i think a lot has been made of kirby's decision making that is overblown to be honest uh by by all parties so i'm not necessarily that worried about that good good daniel um that does it that wraps it up for this episode of locked on bulldogs Uh, media wednesday is covered went over kirby's presser got some mailbag questions talked about stupid things we were given to us as gifts uh and just let you know sean we'll 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 be chirping we'll be be paying it we'll be paying attention sean we'll be we'll be taking notes of how you do in the game sean Mm -hmm. uh but join us every day this week as we lead up to the georgia florida game that's happening the largest cocktail party anybody's seen on planet earth uh be here with us as we talk through it tomorrow daniel uh speaking of that game we'll be doing a little bit more of a breakdown as we're giving out locks for some money so our thursday episode every single week is going to be about betting and points and favorites and underdogs uh this just in daniel and i will have a lock for this game this just in already already hitched my wagon to it and Uh, yep Unless that spread skyrockets to Georgia minus 32, then I might struggle because 41 to 10, people. 41 41 to 10 10 is Daniel's on-record guess. We'll talk about other things. And then Friday, we'll be coming back 
given our fact or fiction as well for this coming week. So be with us. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter or you can get us at Gmail. Twitter is Dogs Podcast, locked on Bulldogs at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, get your questions in next week for Millbag and interact with us as we go out through Florida Hate Week. Uh, and we will see you guys tomorrow and then on Friday. See ya.